To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejados de la puerta. Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Here at Miles from Main Street, our preferred travel agency is Magical Vacations by Kimberly. Kimberly is a Disney expert and can handle all of your Disney planning needs. She can also plan Universal and all major cruise lines. Contact Kimberly at MagicalVacationsByKimberly at Yahoo.com. And find her on Facebook and Instagram under Magical Vacations by Kimberly. So today on Miles from Main Street, we are going to talk about some preconceived notions about Disney. Being far away from Disney, one of the biggest preconceived notions that we kind of battle uh and i'm sure a lot of other people battle but it's kind of worse for us is uh people wondering why we like disney and why we are so into disney being so far away from disney um that's a that's a big preconceived notion uh but there's a lot of other ones uh that we can talk about uh including one pretty big one uh brian i think you know what that big one is that we're going to talk about Disney is just for kids. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, when we were talking about this episode, we um, it was that tweet that somebody tweeted like childless millennials or something like that. I don't even remember. I blocked it out of my memory uh, because uh, I didn't like it. Uh, but it was just people thinking that people that go to Disney that are childless millennials are weird or something like that. We're just like getting in the way. Yeah, yeah, the whole tweet was, um, you're taking up the space in the park, it's for kids, you shouldn't be here type of thing, it'd be so much better if you weren't here. Um, I don't know if it was if somebody threw out the entitled word or not, but <laughs> that was the whole tweet, right? And um, unfortunately, as Pete Werner so eloquently said, um, and I don't know if it was really eloquent, but, <laughs> you know, he said... Um, that's Disney's target market, childless mm-hmm. millennials, because that's where the money is right now. And so, you know, I am a with child um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gen Xer, but uh, Mikhailo, you fit right into that target market. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm a childless millennial. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I love going to Disney and taking up as much space as I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one more spot in line that I'm not closer. And most of the time I'm bringing people like I'm bringing friends and bringing family. Uh, and we're having a grand old time uh, with none of our kids. Uh, and I think um, so. The, the big picture here is that a lot of people think that Disney is just for kids. Um, even. Um, I mean, like people who are just like less informed and like they don't really get Disney. All they know is that Disney's a theme park and it's got some child rides in it. And uh, it's called the Magic Kingdom and it's just got a very like kid friendly theme. Uh, but they just don't really understand. Uh, I would I would venture to guess that most people who are. Uh, well versed in Disney. um kind of understand that disney's not just for kids and so it's kind of more uh the less informed people uh which makes sense um but that's it's definitely um a preconceived notion and kind of a stigma that um some people uh walk around with who are really into disney who don't kind of fit into that target mark well target market um i'm doing air quotes um that people think it's always just like families with little kids um there's just there's so much more there's something there's something for everybody at disney um and that's that's an understatement there's literally something for everybody at disney um so that's that's the 
that's the preconceived notion that I think it's the biggest um, that people have about Disney World um, and kind of about Disney in general. Yeah, and my kids, they love it, uh, but they're not on the level that I'm on. Um, and I think they enjoy it partially because I force so much of it onto them, um, whether directly or indirectly. But, um, you know, I hope that they will continue enjoying it and having a good time. And I think when you take your family there, you do see that there is a lot there for different people. Um, but if you were to go without the kids, there is so much more you can do. Like it's insane. And I, I was lucky enough to go a couple of times with just my wife and we've had so much fun doing it because there are things we want to do that are not appropriate for the kids to do. Um, whether it's sitting in a nice restaurant and enjoying the ambiance for a romantic meal or not a romantic meal, um, you know, there, or just sitting in the bar and having a drink, you know, we wouldn't do that with the kids. Uh, but we do on our own. Um, and so it, there's so many things you can do and become, uh, the cost becomes more reachable when you don't have your kids along. Um, so it's, it's also nice to, uh, do it that way so that you can enjoy, but you can go and enjoy yourself without your kids and you'll find that. Disney World really is a world of entertainment, whether it's for kids or not. Yeah, I I totally agree. And um, one of the one of the more special things I was able to do at Disney when I was there most most recently was I remember um, walking up to the Mexico Pavilion and just being like, I'm not waiting in that line. And then we find out that the line for the tequila bar is way shorter, which is what we kind of, what we wanted to do in the first place. So being able to get in line at the tequila bar and just kind of like walk right into the tequila bar and order our tequila and walk around Mexico with sipping our, our tequila drinks was awesome. And that was something that um, you wouldn't be able to experience with children. And I mean, and quite honestly, it's very much tailored to adults. So um, that's, I mean, it's, those are the type of things that people just don't think about. Like they don't think about Epcot. They don't think about um, walking around Epcot and sampling all of these beers uh, or all of the, all the alcohol that they have there. They don't think about those things. They don't think about downtown Disney, um, all of these amazing bars that you can go to uh, and hang out. Um, and just like things that like you wouldn't, typically bring a kid with um and i mean if you honestly if you took away uh all of the adult type themed things that that you can do at disney you'd ought you'd actually be taking away a fair amount of stuff um so i i've always kind of thought about that when people people ignorantly say disney's just for kids um but at the same time, it's like, I understand um, there is a level of whimsicalness to it that I enjoy um, that kind of makes me feel like I'm a kid, um, like Magic Kingdom. All like just it just makes me feel like I'm at Disney um, and, and that's what you want. You like you want to feel like you're a kid. Um, and so obviously it's it's going to be very kid friendly and it's going to be kind of like whimsical like that. But that's what I want. And <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that it's for kids. Uh, I mean, cartoons are for kids, but you see that there's TV shows like Family Guy. It's a cartoon. I I remember being young and Family Guy being out. And my parents not wanting me to watch TV shows like Family Guy. So it's. um and the, the childless millennials are the ones in taking that kind of stuff. So obviously we, we want to experience childhood again. And um, those are the types of things that we want to intake. Um, but there's, I mean, there's something to be said with like really enjoying things like small world, <laughs> things that are like 
like totally meant like for little kids. Um, and I've said it before that that's just not something that I ride all the time. So yes, there are, are certain things that even me as a Disney enthusiast will walk by and be like, man, eh, it's a little, like, I'm never, I'm never hanging out at like the Casey jr. Splash zone. <laughs> I'm that's it's for kids. It's that's you're totally right. Yeah. But it, it's the, the thought that Disney is only for kids is completely inaccurate. Well, and I think we want to be sure that we're not saying that Disney is for everyone because it's not. Uh, but I do know that I've been asked, you know, how do I get my XYZ relative to want to go? What, what, what can get him or her to want to go? My go-to is typically saying, do they like to fish? Because they have fishing excursions. Hmm. So maybe one day while you're at the park, you know, maybe him or her, whichever, would want to go fishing on a guided tour where you're going bass fishing and catching them like crazy. You know, um, that's always my go-to. So there is something for everyone, but I don't know that Disney overall is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, but you know, I think if you want to get a group down there, you can find something for everyone. Yeah. And I, uh, kind of, uh, using an example, uh, my sister's boyfriend hates waiting in line. Um, he's not a big theme park fan because of that. Uh, but he's very much into nature. Um, and he, he, his job is like a nature surveyor. So he he really enjoys that kind of stuff. So when we all went down to Disney, um, we got him tickets to Epcot, which it's um, he's also kind of a nerd. So not like a like a nerdy nerd, but um, he uh, like just enjoys learning. So Epcot's perfect for that. And then we also got him tickets to Animal Kingdom. And she was so worried that he was going to hate it because of like waiting in lines and stuff like that. And, and I've done this before with my family where they felt like they were barely, they were just getting guided around by me and like, I knew where to go and I knew what line to stand in and what was going to take long and what wasn't going to take long. So I was able to make the experience a lot less stressful because like I was the one putting my brain towards these things instead of like, sitting sitting around and like oh well, maybe we should go over here and then that taking like an hour and a half or something like that um it was nice to kind of have me there guiding them around and then at the end of the day he loved it and and of course we we went to pandora and and we loved pandora uh and that was such a great place uh but it was kind of more being able to move around the park uh at a decent pace and not feel like we were waiting in line all the time and at the end of the day he loved it and um who's to say that like if we brought him to magic kingdom and kind of did that same thing if he would have liked it the same way too um but but that's that's the thing is that like kind of finding those things that people are into uh and opening the whole thing up to them like they're not going to love everything like people may love hollywood studios because it's a lot more accessible to people people may like epcot because it's a little bit more brainy but just like not really enjoy animal kingdom because it's a little harder to get into at least uh for me um and so it's you never you never know what people are gonna like but there's definitely something there for everyone it's not the whole thing isn't for everyone but there's something there that people will enjoy all right so we might have you convinced that it's not just for kids but darn it, Mikhailo, it's expensive. I don't want to spend that kind of money on a vacation. You know, you're right. Tear it down. Bring it down. Everybody, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very expensive. And I mean, at times I wonder like how I'm going to do this and like how like <laughs> the next time I go, like how I'm going to make this happen. Uh, and I think what it does come down to is what's the value that you get out of it. Um, like you can, you can go to Disney and easily 
not, I mean, for me, not really spend that much money. You can get decent deals on a hotel. Uh, tickets are always going to be expensive. Tickets are, I mean, that's, it's kind of hard to get around how expensive tickets are. But I mean, hotel tickets, meals, I mean, that's about it. And I mean, if you do it that way, where you're just like looking for, um, looking for those deals and booking uh, hotels that aren't way less expensive, it's really, it's really not that bad. It's pretty, it's pretty accessible for most people. Um, now, when it comes down to people like us who are, we are enthusiasts and we kind of expect to do certain things while we're down there and stay certain places and experience certain things, then it definitely gets a lot more expensive and a lot harder to uh, swing with all those things. However, for us, it's way worth it. Like I, I can't throw enough money at Disney. I can't make enough money right now to throw at Disney that I, <laughs> that I want to. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just kind of, uh, I mean, yeah, Disney's expensive. There's definitely ways around it. Um, and so it's, it's just a value proposition. Like what, what means more to you? So. Right. It is expensive. I like to say, sure, it can be expensive, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. You can do it however you want. Like you were saying, um, Disney hotels can be more expensive. So maybe don't stay on property. Go find something in Orlando that can be cheaper. Um, I know there's a new uh, property over on the Animal Kingdom side that's going up, Flamingo Crossing, that has been real popular. They have free breakfast with their hotel stays. Um, so there you're saving some money on food right away. Um, and if you're staying off property, you're probably going to have better access to maybe a grocery store, uh, possibly. And, or you can have food delivered. Um, and the reason I bring that up is that Disney's not forcing their food on you. You can take in whatever you want. As long as you can carry it, the only real uh, issue is you can't bring in like a rolling cooler into the park. Um, but, you know, most of those parking lots are not that far of a walk back to your car. You could have a cooler in your car um, and take some time to go out to your car and have some lunch and head back in. Or I've seen people eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in line. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, they don't stop you. You can the only thing they won't let you bring in is alcohol. And, you know, I think that is more along the, uh, the laws that are in place as far as carry-ins are concerned, mm -hmm. but, uh, you can save money right there too on food. Um, so yes, the only thing you're going to have to pay and can't really get a deal on are those theme park tickets. Um, I would say don't go to the theme park as much then. There is so much to do on that Disney property that you don't need to pay for. You pay for a room anywhere and you can and get on property somehow, get on a bus and go to any hotel. You're going to find a new world to visit and enjoy. And you don't have to pay for that. You, um, if you have your resort pool to get some entertainment, some relaxation, some energy out with the kids, you know, um, there's so many things that can be done to offset cost. Um, Disney's favorite trick is that they're going to give you, uh, uh, if you go online, they're automatically going to give you tickets for every single day you're there. That's arrival day and uh, departure day. And so when you look at it, you might get some sticker shock. Uh, you don't have to do that. I typically, typically in a week will go three or four days to a park because I want downtime. Uh, I want to be able to go to those resorts and I don't need to have all that time in the parks anymore. Um, because it does get expensive, especially with a family of five. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, 
the last time I went, I loved kind of the way we did it where I do, I do enjoy kind of doing a park a day. Um, but even with doing um, Animal Kingdom and then Epcot in the same day, I really felt like I, I didn't miss that much. Um, with things coming back at Epcot, you may feel like you're missing things because um, I just feel like a half a day for Epcot wouldn't be enough. Um, but yeah, even even doing something like that where you're you're doubling up one day uh, for a park. So you're hitting all four parks, but you're really only going to parks in three days. Um, that's definitely doable. And that's something that, that you can do. Um, and then, yeah, it's, there's just so much, so many other things to do, even just spending the night at downtown Disney and just walking around and experiencing, experiencing everything that's at downtown Disney. That's, that's an attraction right there. That's, um, definitely worth the money of like going out to Disney and other than maybe a meal when you're at downtown Disney, you don't have to spend that much money and still have like a wonderful time being there and taking everything in. Now you can also go to downtown Disney and spend an exorbitant amount of money, which is usually what I do, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, that's the thing is that like, if you, if you, can't spend that much money you don't have to um disney's good at making you part ways with your money uh but if if you're smart about it and if you know what you want to spend your money on and what you don't have to spend your money on then you'll be just fine and you won't end up breaking the bank too much on a disney vacation and i'm gonna throw this in there right now um i love giving tips like this to people that are going Uh, If you're taking your kids, you know, one of the things is you get into that park and it's going to be mommy, this mommy, can I have that daddy? I want this daddy. Can I have that? And we have always found ways around that. So if you want those types of tips, come on out to the Facebook community, miles from main street community, and let's talk, let's get some of those ideas out there, some of those tips out there so that we can, um, you know, as a collective, start putting these things together and people can start affording more trips. But Kylo needs to get there more often, guys. So let's help him out. <laughs> I can't get there enough. It's terrible. I'm already I'm already thinking about going to Disneyland this summer. And it's like, Jesus, how am I going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so we always find a way, though. And it's never um, I feel like even I mean, if we want to talk about Disneyland, Disneyland can be like a two to three day trip in itself and just like be done um and so it's it's this kind of the same thing with disney world is you don't have to spend a week there um but then again i would i probably wouldn't go there for only two days (laughs) (laughs) so but that's that's just me okay so maybe there's ways to for it not to be expensive one of the ways i've heard is that the free dining plan is a really, really good deal. So how do I get that? Well, free dining uh, is through Disney. Uh, Usually you see free dining bundled into hotel rooms. Um, And a lot of people will say, do the math, figure out if it's going to be worth it. Um, Some of the things you have to take into account are these snack credits like are you going to use this many snack credits in a day um and really just kind of credits in general uh i know for me when i'm at the parks i don't don't think i ate a breakfast i think we we wanted to and we kept scouring because we didn't want to just eat breakfast like at some random spot we wanted to go eat breakfast somewhere worth it so we we were scouring to see if there were any reservations open for anywhere that would be fun. And we just couldn't couldn't find anything. We couldn't swing the time. Um, and a lot of times, if we're talking about breakfast, um, I don't know, like it, unless you're getting somewhere at like 6 a.m., like right when these breakfast places are opening, you're eating into your getting to the park early time. Um, and that's something that 
I mean, I'm still of the age where like I want to get there early and I want to do all these things that I can do when I'm getting to the park early. Um, and so that was, that was something that was kind of like eaten into our time, uh, with breakfast. So it's like right there. Um, if you want to save money, you don't always have to eat breakfast. Um, you can just get up, grab a cliff bar and go. Um, that might not work with people who habitually eat breakfast. It was easy for me because I'm not a big breakfast eater. Um, but even when it comes to just like eating in the parks, um, maybe I'll have a small lunch and then I'll have a dinner. Um, oftentimes, like we might even just skip lunch because we know we have this humongous dinner and just kind of snack on some stuff like like popcorn. Maybe we'll get, um, I was about to say turkey leg, but that's a meal within itself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but like just these small little like theme park food um, that you can kind of munch on. And then knowing that you have maybe a big reservation or knowing that you, you want to eat dinner somewhere special. Um, um, that you wouldn't be able to do like making those decisions if you're on a meal plan. So it's kind of like doing that math of that meal plan of, and like knowing how your family will react in a theme park um, and seeing if it's like going to work because there's just all these stories of people trying to use all of these credits that they have saved up for their meal plan in a day. And it's just, it's a lot like you, you, you would have to be using these credits a fair amount. Um, now I, I talk all of this and I I've never used a meal plan mainly because of the reasons I gave you before. Uh, but Brian, I know that, that you've actually done, um, a Disney dining plan before. I have, um, the snack credits are difficult. You typically get two a day. Now this is pre COVID. Um, we don't know if the dining plan will be coming back. We don't know what it's going to look like when it comes back. Um, but I can tell you that as far as the dining plan goes, there is something to be said for having that all inclusive feel, having it all paid up front. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, and knowing that that might be part of the fee you're paying just to have that um, convenience. I mean, we, we Americans love to pay for convenience. <laughs> so, um, you know, if that's something that you're okay with, then, then that's fine. Um, the dining plan, I think for meals can be very cost, cost effective. Uh, when it comes to snacks, I've done it where I've tried to make sure everyone gets their two snacks a day, or I've done it where, you know, we just try to make sure we're getting the kids everything they want as we go through. Um, and we still end up with stuff at leftover. And what we will typically do is go to Goofy's candy company and spend those snack credits there on, on items to bring home. Um, which is not an effective way to use those snack credits. <laughs> so the one thing that I always use is the Google, I Google the Disney dining plan calculator, and you can put in um, anything from average lunch, quick service to average table service dinner to actually naming the specific restaurants you're going to go to and figure out what it's going to cost if you were to sit down and pay for it as you do it, or if you want to pay it, pay it up front. And I'll tell you, every time I've done it, I pretty much, according to the calculator, am losing money mm. by paying for it. Now, this whole discussion was free dining, right? We're talking free dining. The free dining plan comes with a room at Rack rate, meaning you're paying full price for that room. So you need to figure out that math. And that's where that dining plan calculator comes in because you can figure out how much it's going to cost. You can figure out what it would cost if you pay for it out of pocket while you're there um, versus paying that full price room and getting some free or reduced dining instead. Um, 
if there's going to be only two of you in that room and you're getting free dining, probably not going to be worth it because <laughs> they usually give you it. They usually pair a room uh, discount with that sale. So you can either take the free dining and a full price room, or you can take 35% off your room and pay for your dining out of pocket. Two people in the room, I'm going for the percentage off because I'm I'm saving. But if it's going to be five or six people in the room, you might actually save on the free dining plan. It really depends how it works out. Don't just always assume that free dining plan is the best time to go. Um, the other thing is that Disney hates the free dining plan. <laughs> they they've been trying to get rid of it since they came up with it. Um, but every year they seem to come into some reason why they need to offer it to get people to come. Um, and those periods of time have been shrinking every year. So um, don't always plan for that. Uh, but yeah, free dining plan is not always mean that it's a great deal to me. Yeah, and I hear that all the time that 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 Disney's Disney only puts it out if they have to. Um and I think that kind of goes along the lines of like trying to entice people to stay on property and like book hotels and get people in hotels. Um so yeah, that's um that's it's really important to kind of take a look at dining or percentage off a room. Um, cause that's important. And, and oftentimes, um, there will be some sort of discount happening, uh, especially right now, because they, they want to get you as soon as possible out to the parks now, now that things are, um, opening back up, uh, because pretty soon, um, they won't have an issue, but they want to, they want to keep it going right now. Um, and so I've been seeing, um, things kind of coming out here and there, um, don't be surprised when all of a sudden things we don't have discounts anymore because it's going to happen, especially with this being uh, the 50th. Um, and you can always, um, if, if you book something and then a discount comes out uh, that you're eligible for, uh, you can have that um, put onto your booking. Um, Disney will, will honor that and will, uh, they won't update it for you. They won't do that. You have to call in and, and ask for that discount to be applied. Uh, but they will do that for you. They, um, uh, if, if discounts come out and it's not applied, they can definitely go in there and apply that for you. And that's where some of those travel agents can really help out is they'll, mm -hmm. they'll do it for you. Um, but yeah, you can always, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty of booking early and then changing things as you go. Um, you can always update as long as you get in early enough to catch that deal, because especially with free dining, they don't offer a lot of rooms with free dining when they do offer it, but it gets people thinking about it. It gets people talking about it and, and making the call and trying to plan something. So, and we shouldn't say call because <laughs> they don't, they don't staff too many people in the call center anymore. <laughs> they wanted you to do everything online. Um, so, uh, yeah, free dining, you know, the other thing you need to look out is it's a lot of food. It is a lot of food. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you're talking two snacks a day, lunch and dinner, it's a lot of food. Um, because when you go to lunch, it's not just a sandwich and some chips. It's, a, you know, maybe, um, you go and get a great big salad and it comes with a side of, I don't know, something, a, a fruit or, or something, plus your drink, plus a dessert. That's your lunch at a quick service. Then you got a snack in the afternoon, um, which could be anything. Let's say a Mickey pretzel. Um, or maybe you decide that you don't need to get your money's worth on that snack that time and you just get a Mickey premium bar or even you can use it on a bottle of coke right um but then you get to dinner and you've scheduled a maybe a six o'clock dinner and you get an appetizer you get your meal which is you know a protein a vegetable and a potato 
you know, you're getting maybe a salad as well. And then you get dessert on top of that. And I know the, the, the last iteration of the dining plan included an alcoholic drink or a specialty drink, which those can be filling themselves depending on what it is. So it's a lot of food. Uh, I've wasted a lot of food <laughs> because of it. Um, the first time we had our kids down there and we did it, we tried to split some of the meals so that we could maybe, um, and we had done only quick service the first time. So we were trying to like split some of the meals so we could save some of them later. There was one meal where we're like, we've just got too many credits laying around. Everybody just order something. And every single one of us ended up taking leftovers back to the room and they never got touched. <laughs> we ended up throwing them away because we were eating so much <laughs> other food. Right. Um, but you know, that was one of the tricks we were trying to do is maybe we do for the five of us, we do three breakfasts and split all that. And then, you know, it's a little bit smaller portions and then we can do a lunch and then we can do a dinner, but it's a lot of food. And that's why we, the last time we did it, we had, I think we had 26, 25, 26, uh, snack credits left over <laughs> and it was a it was a spending spree at goofy's that time around but <laughs> um so yeah it's it's something that you also need to consider do you want a full meal regardless of if it's quick service or table service you're getting a full meal mm -hmm. both times plus those snacks so yeah it's it's a lot of food and uh, it's not always uh, something that people always think is that this is all um, like fair food, like uh, like theme park food. Um, we're talking like big, heavy meals. Uh, and that's another misconception is that people just think that Disney is all hamburgers and hot dogs uh, because that's that's all they see at carnivals and stuff like that. Um, and this is probably the misconception that is furthest from the truth, other than Disney being just for kids. The furthest from the truth. Uh, Disney is so, 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 so much more than just hamburgers and hot dogs. I've had some of the most amazing meals of my life at Disney world. Now I've had some, some pretty crappy food at Disney world before. Uh, most of the time, those are the hamburgers and hot dogs, but there's just so many levels to what the food is at Disney world. And just saying that, Oh, Disney is just hamburgers and hot dogs is just erroneous like you can't <laughs> you can't say something like that about disney it's uh the biggest biggest preconceived no notion that people coming in and thinking that at a disney park all you can eat is a hamburger and a hot dog um now you'll you'll find places to get hamburgers and hot dogs um sometimes some pretty good ha hamburgers and some pretty good hot dogs um and i think a lot of times, and it's funny how uh, a lot of these preconceived notions kind of come from Magic Kingdom. Uh, Magic Kingdom is just for kids. Eh. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, no. And Magic Kingdom only has hamburgers and hot dogs. Eh. Maybe, but no. Um, and so it's like, I mean, you, you, you could say that. Like, you could go around, around Magic Kingdom and only eat hamburgers and hot dogs. Like you could, like you could easily do that. You could also go around Magic Kingdom and eat some pretty great things. Um, I've had some really amazing meals at uh, Skipper Canteen. Like that place is great. Uh, that's a sit-down area. Um, and I think that that just just comes from Magic Kingdom not having as many um, sit-down type restaurants there. Uh, but I mean, you get to places like Epcot, which just have these amazing restaurants, like world renowned, I don't think world renowned, but just like these amazing, really well-known restaurants 
um, that are like some of the best restaurants in Florida, not even just Disney. Um, so it's you're you're getting a lot of everything. You're getting you're getting those hamburgers and hot dogs, sure, but you're also getting these amazing, very elegant meals at these amazing restaurants. I, I would correct you and say yes, they do get world renowned chefs. See, yeah, at these places, um, you can go uh, to Chefs de France and. Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he was one of the top French chefs in the country. Um, now, country, because it's the United States. I don't know, you know, if he, maybe he was even world renowned. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go to the celebrity chefs. You go into Disney Springs. We've got Morimoto. And we've got Wolfgang Puck, and we've got Chef Bart Smith, and those are the guys that have their names on the building, right? But you can go into some of these other places that they don't have their name on the on the building, but they are really well known. And um, and you know, I'm kind of skipping over it. I can't name all the chefs. I don't follow that very well, but well, I know well, that they do have them. Well, Brian, I'll I'll throw one in there. Guy Fieri. <laughs> Guy Fieri made my sister cry because of his amazing restaurant. Um, he may not be world renowned, although then again he might be. But I mean, that's I mean, that's another um another thing that we can point out is just these really well-known names. Um, and the dining is like all over the map. Well, and I mean I can always point you to Victoria and Albert's a, a five diamond restaurant, mm-hmm. um, which is incredibly hard to get into, incredibly expensive and incredibly amazingly awesome. Um, and someday I hope to experience it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, they've got so much good food there and you can go to the little yak and Yeti you, and you can go and get, you know, uh, East Eastern India type of food um, and Asian type food. You can go to uh, Liberty Tra- Liberty T- Tree Tavern and get your Thanksgiving style meal, which is always amazing. Um, you can go to Satuli Canteen on the. Mm-hmm. I'm using the quotes with my fingers right now on the uh, planet of Pandora or whatever. I'm saying it wrong now, but. Uh, you can go to Satuli Canteen and get some amazing cheeseburger pods. You can get some amazing bowls um, that you create your own. And the reason I'm not giving more descriptive is because you choose your protein, you choose your uh, uh, starch, you choose your dressings and your vegetables, and, and then they put it together in this amazing bowl. It's always been good when we go there. Um, so to think that you're just going to have those hot dogs and hamburgers. Sure. You can find them. You can find them on every kid's meal at almost every restaurant, right? You don't have to eat it though. You can find really good food. We've discussed on the show how good of meals I've had, right? California grill I've has been amazing. Um, we've discussed how, we, you know, I've gone to so many different places down there that has led me to try that type of food here in my own town because Disney can make it so accessible. Um, and I think that is also a great part of dining at Disney is that you can try new things and it's accessible so that it makes you want to go home and try it where it might be more authentic. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of this kind of boils down to people. People just don't know. People just haven't gotten that far down the Disney rabbit hole to really experience a lot of these things. I I remember when I was getting into Disney, I knew that Disney had these amazing places to eat, but it just wasn't like really on my radar when I was getting really into it. Um, And honestly, like when I go to Disney, like I 
uh, I wouldn't really consider myself like a foodie, uh, just like in general. Um, like, I mean, I, I eat what I eat. Um, some weeks I'll just eat like chicken and rice. Uh, and so it's like, I mean, I, I love making food, but I wouldn't really consider myself a foodie where I'm kind of going around and trying to eat out a lot and finding really good food. Uh, but I am that way when I get to Disney and it's kind of become one of those things where it's like, once you kind of get more into Disney and you realize the scope uh, and the amount of things and the places you can go at Disney to eat this amazing food, like it becomes like, honestly, it's, it's become a large part of my Disney going experience is like eating some kind of amazing meal uh, almost each day that I'm there. Um, I, I remember several, like several, several years ago when like we first kind of started getting into it. I remember booking like one restaurant on, uh, on our trip and being like, Oh yeah, this, this will be our, our, or our dinner for the night. Um, and it was at, um, the Edo garden, uh, in Japan. And it was amazing and it was so cool. And it was um, one of the coolest things that we could have done uh, when we were there. Uh, we're just blown away. And like, just imagine being able to do that every night, like having some sort of meal experience every night. And you can easily do that, even with like barely any reservations being open. You can easily find some sort of amazing dining experience to have almost every night um i had one surprisingly well not too surprisingly uh but raglan road was um probably my favorite um experience uh at my most recent most recent trip that i had and so it's you, you just you just never you just don't know until you get there and you get into it um and it and i mean we can say that about everything that, that we've been talking about um, is that you just don't know or you don't get it or you just haven't experienced enough because there's so much to do at Disney and you don't know until you try, uh, which is one thing I've, I've always tried to do when I go on Disney vacations is try something new, go somewhere I haven't been, go experience something I haven't experienced yet. Um, now I do enjoy doing those old fables, like riding haunted mansion multiple times. I will do that. Of course. Like that's like, it's <laughs> happening. Uh, it's in the cards. Uh, but I mean, we did, uh, what's the, what's the rickety, um, show that has the talking bears. That's just country bears. That one. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> wow. We did, uh, we did country bears and, uh, I mean, that just shows how, how like, not so interested i am in that but we went and experienced it and it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be of course um but it's like pre, pre there's a preconceived notion right there is uh i just thought this was some rickety bear show uh <laughs> that i would just walk past uh whenever i was in frontierland um it's everywhere like the and and this is a seasoned veteran of, of Disney having a preconceived notion and walking in um, and then having a great time uh, watching the show. And it's, it's everywhere. Uh, like I said, and so just open minds are important <laughs> and, and kind of uh, just, if you, if you want to enjoy something, enjoy it. Disney's not just for kids. You're, you're not, going to have to spend a whole lot of money on a vacation. The dining plan isn't always the best option and Disney is way more than hot dogs and hamburgers. There's so much more that we could talk about. Um but those are probably some of the biggest ones that we've had to explain to people. Um and so go out, go go make a bunch of reservations at Disney. Now if you now if you can't afford that don't do that but <laughs> but uh go experience stuff go uh don't be at the parks the whole time um experience these things um and then let us know what you guys think 
uh, go on our Facebook. Uh, we can we can talk about this all the time. Go to our community um, and let us know. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, what's something about Disney? Some preconceived notion that you guys uh, hear about all the time uh, that you think is completely incorrect. Um, there's a lot of them. Uh, I think we hit some of the biggest ones, um, but just let us know and start talking. I agree. That I was going to say that. Bring the myths. I'll debunk them. <laughs> you know, let us let us tell you why it's not true. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Facebook community. Uh, it's Miles from Main Street community. I am trying to post a little more often on Instagram. We're at Miles from Main Street. Uh, so definitely come on out there if you're on Instagram and join us. Um, I'm starting to update my account on Twitter. So I might start tweeting things. That's going to be a new thing for me, though. So. Um, you know, come and see the train wreck that that might be. <laughs> Check out all the the amazing train wreck of a social media that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, w- uh, definitely. You know, I'll I'll as I do, I will post uh, something asking for your myths, and see if you can st- stump us with one, or, or maybe we there's one that we can't debunk, but uh, we would love to talk to you about it. I know our first our first tweet is going to be go Habs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't I don't know if you I don't know if you know this. Uh, and I mean anybody who knows NHL, which is probably not a lot of people listening to this, um, the Habs are are the Montreal Canadiens, and Cole Caulfield from Wisconsin uh, is uh, on that team. So uh, very happy for him. Uh, so that that's what that means. <laughs> And we got you a little hockey tonight. Um, of course. Yeah. So definitely uh, join us out there and, and we can talk hockey too. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Disney has, there's some hockey merch out there that, that Disney has. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's all we got for you guys tonight. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next time on Miles from Main Street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts, and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 